Hey you guys, hope you're well. I just wanted to take this opportunity and let you know about our amazing new business scalability scorecard. So have you ever wondered if, you've, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you want to grow and scale the business but not sure how, and you're looking for some advice and you're looking for some strategies about how you could effectively grow and scale your business, well, this is your opportunity. We have actually created an amazing uh, business scalability scorecard. It takes you around seven to eight minutes, and at the end of that, it will actually create a report of all of the things that you're doing particularly well in and the things that you need to make improvements to your business. And uh, it's a great tool and a great asset for your business. To get free access to that, go to bit.ly forward slash business hyphen scalability hyphen scorecard. Go there, go now. Take care, see you soon. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have another fun packed show. And on the show today, we have my good friend from Down Under. He even has the same name as me, even has the same haircut as me. Anyone would think that he's a, he's a long lost brother of myself, but his name is called Adam Halunen. Uh, he's an international keynote speaker and he specializes specifically on LinkedIn strategies for entrepreneurs. He's also the author of three best-selling books, and he's also co-authored a book, uh, which became a best-selling uh, book as well. He's got a variety. Where he's, he actually hosts a LinkedIn workshop about f- four or five times a year or whatever it is. It's extremely informative. I was on it on, on the last one, and Adam was also a featured speaker on our last Game Changer Summit, for those of you that are listened in. So, Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you, my friend. Uh, it's wonderful to be here with you once again. <laughs> All good. Listen, just for the sake of it, because I know that we've got um, we've got maybe we, some people have listened. Some people know of you. Most haven't. But give us a quick snapshot about how you why you decided to make the decision to go but to become what I call a LinkedIn influencer, LinkedIn specialist. What, what, what was the, what was the reason behind that? Yeah, it's a good question. And uh, in the early days, uh, we were a, a digital agency like uh, like many others. Uh, we kind of did all things for all, all people. And uh, but my passion, personal passion, was always around LinkedIn. And you know, we had other team members that did you know, other, you know Facebook and Instagram and, mm-hmm. and the other stuff. And uh, just more and more, you know, I uh, I personally resonated with with LinkedIn. I kind of just intuitively got a, a platform that isn't intuitive in the way it operates as you know and uh, we were getting amazing results ourselves using LinkedIn it just kind of made sense that we said well gosh you know all the best results we get is from how we do things on LinkedIn really makes sense to just focus on that mm-hmm. and uh, given that the way that platforms you know all platforms are changing and updating as, as you know the, at the rapid rate they are uh, my belief is it's going to be very, very difficult for any agency long term to to be 
you know, incredibly good at all of them uh, because of the, the amount of you know, knowledge and whatever you need to maintain. Uh, so I believe my personal belief is that you know the future of digital agencies is, is you know you'd specialize with someone for your link what you do on LinkedIn you'd specialize with someone different for what they do on Facebook the ones who try to do everything kind of a you know they're generally good at everything but they're not awesome at anything jack of all uh, trades master of none <laughs> that's why I made the decision to to go yeah 100% on on LinkedIn and uh, you know even for ourselves I mean. Uh, you know, we, we've grown massively over the last few years, but what, since we did that, just because mm. it was really made sense and it was really clear to everyone, you know, what, what it is we did. And we didn't have to, you know, come up with these sort of tricky uh, sales pitches and whatever to be, you know, jack of all trades. <laughs> See, now, guys, if you haven't already got yourself a, a piece of pen and paper, by the way, he's already dropped a little gold nugget there and the importance of niching. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a digital marketing agency, you're an entrepreneur or whatever it is, but he's already dropped a little, a little, a little gold, gold nugget there. So it's all good. So um, anyway, I want to, so we're going to be talking about LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn is one of those, what I call evolving platforms. It's evolving all the time, isn't it? And, you know, I, I mean, they bring out some pretty major updates um, and we will talk about those updates actually in those features and, and what it is. But I wanted to kind of um, start from the very beginning because I know that how I, I know being on LinkedIn for such a long period of time and the importance of first impressions count, right? Especially when people come across you, um, personal branding. Um, and generally when people check you out in terms of your profile, they get an instant perception of you as a brand within the first, what, seven seconds or thereabouts. What do you think when you, when you look at really um, the difference between a crap profile and a good profile, what are the, the two, what would you say are the big differences? What are the big things that you look for in terms of if someone was to reach out to you or used to check someone out, what are you looking for? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and you're right. You've got a very, very small window of time to, uh, to really capture people's attentions. So realistically, if you talk about you know the the yeah, the eighty twenty rule, what's the what's the twenty percent of things you can do that will get you you know eighty percent of the way to the you know the end game? Mm. And it comes down to three things. You've got to have a really good background image. A lot of people have nothing on there at all, so they're missing you know, a massive opportunity to you know capture people's attention. They've got to have you know a pretty decent um, profile image, and and uh, you know if you could heat map LinkedIn like you could a website and by the way you can't but if you could <laughs> what you would what you would notice is the first thing people are looking at is the picture that image of you um so you know it's what they say again the eyes are the windows for the soul so people's attention is always going to be attracted to you so what you really want to make sure that is that uh that uh, that profile image really emphasizes your eyes uh, i see a lot of profile images where they're kind of taken from sort of you know, coming up or full full length, or someone's <laughs> cool by you know side and all this stuff. But reality, you just got to look straight into the camera. It doesn't matter whether you wear glasses or you know yeah. whatever it is, or you got orange hair. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you have that, uh, yeah, that connection through the eyes. Uh, that's the critical thing. And uh, Adam, the third thing is directly under that is the uh, what's called the professional headline. 
you've got 300 characters of text there where you've got to kind of capture people's attention, intrigue them as to, you know, what it is that you do mm. uh, and, you know, compel them. If you can capture them to there, there's a good chance from there they're going to go looking further down deeper into your profile. Mm. But if you miss them in that those three areas, they're, they're, they're often, you know, looking for the next person. I noticed that with some headlines, people have been a bit what I call sneaky in terms of trying to change the headlines by adding things like emojis and, and, and bold text and stuff. Do you really think that makes a lot of difference when it comes to LinkedIn algorithm? Uh, well, interesting enough, if they change the text, then LinkedIn can't read it. <laughs> so uh, that, that is one that tra uh, traps a lot of people. They'll, they'll use those um, text creator platforms and whatever and thinking it's really cool that they got something mm -hmm. different, mm -hmm. which, yeah, it, it's in theory, it is cool, except that LinkedIn can't index it because they only index, you know, what they, they, they deem it to be an image instead of a copy. So, uh, so no, not a good idea. <laughs> now, you know, guys. Okay, so all of those uh, so-called specialists that have these wonderful, texty, fancy, it's, they're not getting themselves picked up, so there you go. But that's a, it's a good point. Um, in terms of like, okay, so let's talk about profiles here because um, when we look at people's profiles and stuff like that, I know that there's different, um, what do you call it, status, like all-star profiles and things like that. But in terms of the profile itself, you mentioned about having a really good headline, but in terms of the structure, in terms of the way it looks, the way it feels, because I see LinkedIn as a bit of a, in a way, as I suppose a resume, a resume as well as a sales page, as well as a, a connection. But what is it that in terms of look and feel and emotion, what is it that needs to look for in terms of uh, the structure of a good LinkedIn profile? Yeah, so you kind of alluded to one of the critical things, which is, um, you know, yes, you can make it kind of into a resume. Yes, you can make it into a personal branding, you know, uh, mm. solution. Um, you know, yes, you can you can make it into sort of a, um, you know, a, uh, a, a content creation platform. And the reality is you've got to decide which one of those you want to be. You can't, uh, can't again, can't be all things to all people. True, so you've got true. to decide, are you, you know, are you looking for a, um, you know, a new role in a new company or whatever? And you'd have to create your, your whole profile around, you know, uh, that being the outcome. Uh, are you just wanting to, you know, have a professional presence so that, you know, when people check you out, like you might have the link to your LinkedIn profile. You can imagine, uh, Adam, there's how many times, You've uh, organised to have a meeting with somebody, whether that's face to face or online these days. Uh, it's all the same, um, but, but and you've never met before. The, 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 those I guarantee you, they're going to go and Google you <laughs> before they they have that meeting. And and what I'll also guarantee is that your LinkedIn profile will come up number one or number two. The only reason it'll come up number two is because you've got a well well structured personal website which will come up number one. So let's just say that most the majority of people are going to come up number you know, number one, so to speak, um, then, you know, if you if you just want a good presence on there and they go, oh, yeah, this guy's the real deal. It's, you know, he's got some connections. He's got a well-structured platform. That's fine. But what the real magic, what I believe is the best use is to position yourself as, you know, around, a, you know, well, create yourself a personal brand using LinkedIn as a platform to do that. Mm -hmm. So how you would optimize your, your profile for that very different to you know how you would do it in, in those other circumstances 
So let's just assume that that's, this is the, what most people that are listening would want, and hopefully it is. Um, so then you just definitely want that good background image and profile image and headline like as we talked about. Right. But you also want to activate uh, a, a new cool feature that's on there called Creator Mode. Uh, very new. It's even quite possible that you don't have access to it yet, but the high majority of people have got access now. Uh, and Creator Mode uh, does some pretty cool stuff to your profile uh, and also gets your, your content. Uh, now, given its name, Creator, it means content. <laughs> means a content creator uh you've got to be you've got to be sort of sharing some some cool content to you know for that to give you good traction but uh but uh yeah the number one thing you could do uh if you are you know looking to position yourself with a personal brand on linkedin is activate content creator and create awesome content that it's not rocket science it really isn't guys um question um i just something that you kind of um reminded me actually when it comes to, so you've got your, I know that in your LinkedIn profile, you've got summary and then you can create your sort of pages from like work experience or whatever it is. But in terms of the summary, uh, and this is debatable because I see some people have kind of written it in the third person and some have written people have written it in the first person and use its personal stories. What's your take on this? Uh, I have a really strong view on this, uh, but what, what I want to what I want to be fair about is uh, this is one one of those questions where you could ask ten LinkedIn experts, <laughs> yeah. different answers. So uh, the my personal opinion is that you should write that in the first person because it's it's that ability to or opportunity more so to create a connection. Uh, third person is just a barrier. You know, you know, Adam believes this as to I believe it's you know it's just a lot more personal. Yeah, and people don't buy, and also you alluded into you know that it should be that that summary should be um, equally as much about the, the the people you serve and the problem you solve as it is about you. It can't be all I I I I I. It's uh, you know, people hate that crap anyway, Adam. Do you know what I mean? It's like hey, Mr. Ego, Mr. Ego type of thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you need a little bit of that because you've got to show your authority um, and your expertise, but you've really got to, you know, the, the reality is that you know, people are, whether it's LinkedIn or anything else, um, most people are on social platforms to, to either to, to find knowledge or to be entertained. And the reality is LinkedIn is not a platform to, to entertain people. So you want to be the one who's the, the, uh, uh, the the, uh, the holder of knowledge, so to speak. So again, talking about what you were talking about earlier around niching, very, very important. Uh, often I have a conversation with people and they say, oh, but I do these three things. What? How do I structure my profile? And I say, well, the first thing is pick one of them. <laughs> and they, but I do three. <laughs> I don't care. Pick one. <laughs> it's like you've got to be the you've got to be the master of one. Uh, and the reality is it's hard enough to become the authority in one thing, let alone, you know, three things. Agreed. So even though your company or your business might, you know, solve three problems, as far as your LinkedIn strategy is concerned, you've got to be the solver of one, one problem and you've got to be the authority in that space. Yep, very good. Um, what do you think from your perspective, um, in, I mean, in terms of LinkedIn profiles themselves or just LinkedIn in general, what do you think really hurts? Because a lot of people um, are small uh, sort of business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening in. What do you think really hurts their LinkedIn profiles? 
there's kind of two ways I could answer that, Adam. So I'll, I'll kind of answer them both to some degree. Mm. But one one thing that hurts their profile is is in um, the the actions they take. Let's just say. So, for example, if you um, if you're just connecting and pitching stuff to people, uh, the days of doing that on LinkedIn they went out you know post pre-covid <laughs> it's just yeah like, yeah that's a very cool thing to do for a couple of years now um and i still see a lot of people doing that uh to the point that linkedin's now put in you know limits on how many people you connect with and limits on how many messages you can send and all these things to call that, that. Mm. and uh, so so yeah so you, you've got to you've got to be a good linkedin citizen so to speak but it's also, there's a lot of things you can do wrong as far as the most important thing you can do on LinkedIn, which is to be a content creator uh, and sharing the content. And you can go about that in, in the wrong way. Mm. So uh, to give you some examples, it's like, um, you know, just putting putting a piece of content that links off to your blog or your landing page or stuff like that. That's, that's, that's just noise. It's not, you know, it's not thought leadership type content. Um, you've got to, you've got to, LinkedIn's going to favor those who keep people on the LinkedIn platform. So the less you can use links that you know, go off to, to uh, landing pages and things, the better. And of course, often you know, I, have, I have that conversation and people go, well, if I can't share the link to my landing page or my website or whatever, what's the point of being on there? <laughs> some degree that's it's a fair call but the, the reality is is that uh you, you know if you really understand linkedin really understand how its algorithms works um well not even all nobody knows all the algorithms but just at least the basics uh then uh you know you, you the term we like to use these days are you're either in the top one percent or the bottom 99 <laughs> percent and you know, I say to everyone, I was like, "Hey, so it's the bottom that's crowded, and and it's it's actually the top that's it's kind of empty. They need more people at the top, right?" So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> um, I was going to say posting. So I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is a rumor or, or or if it's true or not, that when you post up something on LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn don't like you using things like uh, images, and 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 then I was, you know, because I'm connected with a lot of great influencers and thought leaders, as you know, and they literally just write a paragraph, maybe not even with any hashtags and they're getting like a hundred thousand people like comment and connect. And I'm like, I don't get it. Am, am I missing the trick here? What, what, what's, what's the, what's, what, what, what's the take on this? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's simple and not simple. <laughs> so <laughs> Great answer. The uh, the simple part is that LinkedIn is not a level playing field. Not not everybody gets created and can, can do things equally. So as an example, there there are the LinkedIn influencers, which they, you'll see they have a little badge next to their name. Um, those people can get away with just about anything, and uh, you and I can't. And that's just the simple fact and the reality of it. So you never want to you never want to uh, judge what you do by what they can do because it's it's not a level playing field um let's just say you you, you accept that you you're not god like they are uh and you you, you have limitations uh then you're right the uh interesting enough um the, the majority of the content that's going to do the best is just is copy based not not image based 
even videos now, you know, videos used to be the flavor of the month. Everyone, you know, was spouting that you had to be a video creator. I still believe you should do some, you know, a percentage of, of video in your, um, you know, your overall strategy. Yeah. But it's, it's not as uh, algorithmically strong as what it used to be. Mm. Uh, what gets the biggest traction right now, and I'll, I'll show you the, this is the holy grail of secrets here, is LinkedIn polls. LinkedIn polls will get four or five times more um, visibility. And the reason for that is that, link, as I said, LinkedIn wants you to create content that keeps people on the platform. So what's better than, how do you better keep someone on a platform than ask, ask them to answer, you know, a, a question? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's the reality of it is that um, polls are the, the, the most, uh, which is not to say you should, you, can, you should make all your content polls either. You know, you need a mixture of content. Uh, but number one is polls. Number two is just status pace with status post with no image. Interestingly enough, of course, though, if you think about that, that means that 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 content has to be compelling. It has to be readable, uh, and that's the that's the difference you'll find with those people that you saw that were getting good traction there with just a uh, you know a, a text based post is that the content of that post would have been just quite compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it comes into the way the algorithms work. So if you get a level of traction early with the, the post, then LinkedIn opens it up to more and more people uh, and kind of boost it for you. There's no, not like Facebook, there's no boost button where you can artificially say, hey, I've got a spare thousand pounds in my pocket. Um, I'm going to make sure this piece of content gets good traction. You just got to write good content and let the algorithms do its work. Well, as we're on this kind of subject of posting, are there any, from your perspective, are there any do's and don'ts about posting? Mm, 100% there are. So the first is, as you said, you know, be very, very sparing in using links that take people off the platform. Uh, LinkedIn definitely doesn't like that. Uh, be very, very sparing in the number of images that you have with a, sorry, a post that has an image as you, as you alluded to. Uh, and, but the, there's an algorithm in play, and this is, this is the hardest part to kind of explain for people to really get it if you do get it it'll change the world for you as far as you want <laughs> ready such a moment. So, uh, if, uh, so linkedin has an algorithm called dwell time and what dwell time is is it measures how people interact on your content so it can tell if i yeah we we all the, the way we all create look for content is yeah, I don't go onto LinkedIn today and go, oh, I wonder what Adam's up to today and go to your profile and check out what you've posted. Right. Uh, you know, I'm relying on it coming up in my feed and like everyone, I'm scrolling through my feed. So the algorithm, the dwell time knows when you stop. So you're scrolling and you stop because something had caught your attention. Now, what that is, is the first two lines, the first two lines, it's just copywriting 101, but the, the first two lines have to capture your attention. I'll give you an example of the most, uh, the post, my single most uh, highly viewed post ever on LinkedIn, um, which got over nearly 600,000 views by people on LinkedIn. Nice. The headline said, um, uh, you've got two lines because it's only the, when you're scrolling, as you'll notice, more often than not, you only see the first two lines and then right. you click see more. Yeah. Um, so the first two, the, line, the opening statement I put on this post was, uh, my best advice is to close your LinkedIn account today. 
let me share the backstory. <laughs> now, coming from me, someone goes, what? Adam Houlihan is telling me to close my LinkedIn account. What the heck? <laughs> I thought I'd read that. Uh, and so, of course, you know, link. So the algorithm then knows that you clicked on and says read more. Uh, they know how long you stay on there. Uh, and they know if you kind of look at it and then move on. So you've got to capture attention early in the piece to activate the dwell time algorithm. And uh, if you can do that, uh, then I guarantee your content will get uh, massively more engagement than it ever did before. And, and also, I think you, because you mentioned about uh, links and stuff, links shouldn't be in the main post, it should be in the comment section. Is that right, Drew? Well, it, uh, it has been up until now, but now, ah. they're, now they're starting to uh, punish you a little bit for that one as well. But uh, it still works. I'd still do it. Um, but I guarantee you the day will come uh, sometime in the mm. near future where you know, even that will cause you problems. Link, LinkedIn really wants you to you know, be a high quality content creator, a thought leader, so to speak, you know, yeah. for one of its term. Um, the sage is what we call it. Um, but the uh, you know, long term, the uh, the use of LinkedIn, the best use of LinkedIn, is going to be around you know positioning yourself as the authority, uh, creating um, opportunities for people to you know want to go and find out more about you and uh, interact with you. As you can imagine. Yeah, we have a, I have a steady flow every day. I'll, I'll open my LinkedIn messages and there'll be people saying, hey, I've you know, been following you for a while. I'd love to know more. And, you know, just create those conversations without even really having to sort of, you know, nice. the opportunity. Love it. Um, out of curiosity, a saying that sort of um, came into my head as we were talking, actually, um, which was all around... Um, we talked about posting. We talked about, talk about posting. What was the other thing that I was going to talk about? Oh, I know. So StreamYard. So we've got StreamYard. We've got Restream, things like that, right, which feeds into LinkedIn. Do Does that, I mean, does that, um, is that affected in terms of like, does it, is it picked up through the LinkedIn algorithms? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Or should you just be on the one platform itself? I mean, what's your take on this? Yeah, you've got to, LinkedIn's only going to favor those who play on LinkedIn. Now, with the, there is a, a caveat to that is if you have LinkedIn Live, yeah. then you have to use StreamYard or, or a similar type of uh, streaming service, and that's okay, but only when you're using LinkedIn Live. Um, but the rest of the time, your general content creation, even your videos, you can't link off to YouTube or Vimeo or anything like that. You've got to what they call natively upload it. So you have the actual video file, the MP4 or movie file, whatever right. it is. Yeah. And you upload that directly into the LinkedIn platform. That that is what's going to get you the, the best traction. And for those of you that, that don't know what LinkedIn Live is, it's one of those things where you have to apply on it, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, it's still in sort of a beta version, uh, but it's a you know, you can make an application for it uh, and you've got to sort of make a case as to why you should be given it. Um, but interestingly enough, Adam, uh, uh, LinkedIn Live's not doing that well. So I'm not ah. sure it is. Uh, but and if you, you know, the other thing is that, uh, you know, the reality is, is that uh, even in your video, your video should be under two minutes, short and punchy, because people's attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter. And, that, and interestingly, this, this goes against what I'm about to say, but uh, status posts uh, up until now have been max, uh, hard limited at 1,300 characters. Everything on LinkedIn was character counts, not word counts. Got it. 
they've just opened that up to 3,000, uh, which is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. But what I guarantee you they're going to drop out is the use of articles, you know, like the blog type article, just let you put a bit more content into a post. Mm -hmm. But LinkedIn Live, one of the requirements is that you have to create content that's 10 minutes or more. Uh, so the reality is, you know, the likelihood you can get my attention, you know, on a video on LinkedIn, whether it's live streaming or not for 10 minutes is minuscule. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think they made a big faux pas in, in that. Um, mm. Time will tell, you know, how they deal with that. But uh, at the, the moment we know if that video, you know, your video goes beyond two minutes, the number of uh, views of it will dramatically drop. So you, mm. you know, you've got to keep them under two minutes. Interestingly enough, um, it's interesting you're talking about the whole kind of you got to do it for more than 10 minutes. I know that LinkedIn also have, you know, you can create an event, right, which they've, which they've got as a feature. Would that make a difference at all in terms of the algorithm and maybe how people engage with you? What's your thoughts on that? Well, if you're running an event, it's definitely a good feature to let people know about it. And you can you can link it into your LinkedIn Live. And that's that's how LinkedIn like you to use the event feature the most. Right. But even if, even if you're not using LinkedIn Live, if you're running your own event on, on Zoom or, or any other platform, mm -hmm. uh, they're quite okay with you sort of um, promoting that. Um, and uh, yeah, look, it's definitely, definitely a good, uh, good tool. If, if you use it well, uh, but remember, it's, it's just the that initial getting people's attention, and then you still got to run a good event. And so, uh, Makes but sense. yeah, I, I do like the LinkedIn event feature for sure. Cool. Uh, what about hashtags? Hashtags? Yay? Nay? Not sure. What's the what's the take on that? Uh, Hundred percent yay now. Um, though the big mistake people make is using too many. <laughs> so uh -huh. uh, the the magic number is three. Uh, three. Again. Full, full disclosure, ask that question to 10 different LinkedIn experts, you'll get 12 different answers. <laughs> but uh, uh, the reality is that um, only the first three hashtags you use get indexed by LinkedIn. Uh, so you're kind of wasting your time. And it turns your content, it might, again, this is just my opinion, but putting too many hashtags um, uh, changes your content from kind of a thought leader positioning to a marketer. Um, and, and Adam, I'd love you to right now, ask me what's my biggest pet hate on LinkedIn. Go on, I dare you. It, I've got to ask you, what's your pet hate on LinkedIn, Adam? <laughs> I'm glad you asked because uh, my pet hate is when people create a post and then they put hashtags all through the post. So I'm trying to read it and there's 10 different hashtags, you know, Hashtags, happy face, hashtag, my goodness. For one, like, man, it's so hard to read. You know, mm. it's, it's really difficult. It, it breaks people's concentration when they see those hashtags. So what you should do, uh, you should use hashtags, but you should put them at the bottom of the post. Uh, and you'll see LinkedIn kind of gives you the, the, the heads up on this, that, you know, it, it shows you the hashtags at the bottom, so, you, you know, some ideas and says, click on it and puts them at the bottom of the post. Don't put them all through, you know, don't weave them all through your, your content and thinking that's really cool. Uh, I guarantee you it's not. Like, and I've, I've even polled a number of times people on, on LinkedIn about this. And overwhelmingly every time people say, yeah, I can't, it makes it hard to read. Um, when I see that, when I see the post 
full of hashtags like that, I just scroll past it and go to the next one. So yeah, don't 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 put all hashtags. Definitely use hashtags. Put them at the bottom. Three is the magic number. Uh, yes, good question. Thanks. Very good. Excellent. Good job. Um, in terms of um, connecting with people, because I know the 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 old days of um, like you had mentioned actually the whole kind of uh, video pitch and you know, is all kind of gone. But do you have any tips for people that really kind of generally want to just connect with people and I suppose the do's and don'ts of when you, when, when someone wants to connect with you, well, what, what's the thing that, that really you, what's the one paragraph that you're looking for in terms of, you know, what, what is it that you need to say within that paragraph to, to connect with that? Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's super, like you should put a reason why you want to connect with somebody. Right. Uh, and, and clearly, the, the, the I've seen people do this uh, sort of, so, you know, and they think that they're vetting their connections. They think, oh, I didn't, if I kind of pitch in that message, then only the people who are interested are going to accept. Uh, and kind of to a point, that's that's correct, but it causes you another problem, which I'll point out in a minute. So yeah, you should put a reason as to why you're connecting, but that reason should not be. Yeah, I want to connect with you because imagine if I, I connected and say, hey, hey, Adam, I'd love to connect with you because I'd love to sell you some LinkedIn services. Like, what's the likelihood? Yes, you're going to, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, put a genuine reason why, why you, should, you, you want to connect. But the reality is, you know, uh, put it the other way around. When you get those connection requests, uh, regardless of that, you should really go and have a look at that person's profile and I always put it through this filter. I, I think I look at someone that sends me a connection request and I'll say, one, you know, um, you know can they help me with something? Uh, yes. Um, do they create content I'm interested in? Yes, I'll connect. Um, do they have a um, uh, you know, product or service that, that I can help them with? then yeah, they're the, they're the reasons I would connect. If, if I can't answer yes to at least one of those three questions, then I don't accept. Got it. Because I tell you, one of the things that really piss me off, and I can say that because when someone wants to connect with me and you see that they're, uh, I don't know, they build sales funnels or they build online courses and they're like, hey, Adam, so uh, when it's connect, you've got some great content. Um, do you by any chance uh, sell online courses or, or, or do you build online courses? And I'm like, you haven't even established if I need or have one or whatever it is, you just go straight in with a question. I'm like, that's annoying. But anyway, that's just kind of my take on things. Yeah, and of course, the other thing that it's really dumb to do is um, like, uh, uh, I, I've had connection requests where people said, um, you know, uh, we've got an amazing solution for, for um, beauty businesses. And, <laughs> uh, that's good for you, but uh, I'm not, clearly look at my head. I'm not in the beauty business. Or, you know, we, we have a remarkable solution for accountants. Great. Do you want me to refer you to my accountant? <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, be very make sure that you know who you're connecting with there's an alignment between you know, you know what you do and what a product or service they might be interested in um on another note um i know that um, back in the day of company pages was really quite crap really um i remember when i first created and i just like oh well that's just kind of pointless right and even with things like linkedin groups which just 
is a bit like kind of trying to engage with a cemetery. Um, <laughs> what, what's your thing on company pages? I, I know that they've relaunched it recently and, and I think you've become a bit of an advocate for it, but what's your take on this? Yeah, yeah. This, you know, again, if you'd asked me this question sort of 18 months ago, I would have given you a completely different answer. But, um, mm. uh, and look, it's the reason is that, uh, yeah, LinkedIn is evolving, as you, you alluded to really early on, that, uh, and to be honest, in the last six months, it evolved at such a rapid pace. Mm. But uh, there was a time when I didn't see a lot of value for a small to medium sized business in a company page. But there definitely is now. Uh, and also, like you said, like if um, you're starting to run events and use the event feature and stuff like that, then um, you, you definitely also need a bit of a presence on a company page uh, as well as you know, your personal profile. So I, I still say it's like, you know, put 95% of your energy into your personal profile, but, but have a company page and still be sharing, interacting a bit on there. But um, you're still, still the high majority of it on your personal that profile. And as yeah. you said, groups complete, complete waste of time on, on LinkedIn. So the least, uh, I, I'd, I'd be quite happy if they ditch groups altogether. There you go. Exactly. You know, it's interesting because I, I, you know, and we're in the age of, and, and I did a, a great show on Voice America last week, actually, which was all about building, building tribes that buy. But I guess they've really, really not really taken that opportunity and i'm quite surprised actually because i would have thought that they really would have revamped that whole you know uh tribal linkedin tribal stuff because i think that there is a great opportunity and i think that they're really leaving money on the table number one but number two kind of more for from a content creator perspective it would be a great tool for people but hey ho whatever they've definitely had two or three goes at getting groups right and still hasn't you know Unfortunately, in the early days, you know, people used it as a bit of a spam fest. You know? mm. uh, then they worked out that, um, you know, yes, they couldn't do that at, to their connections, but they could do it in, you know, in groups and stuff like that. Mm. So, uh, you know, they, they, they did, they missed the mark on, you know, policing it well and controlling it well. Mm. Uh, and, you know, platforms like, you know, like Facebook just have it all over them in, in, the, in the group features. Absolutely. Agreed. So um, let's talk about um, new features. We've talked about content creator mode. Um, there's a couple of things actually I wrote down on here, which is the, I don't know if you've done it, but LinkedIn stories, which is kind of a 10, 15 second thing or whatever it is. Yay, nay, have you played around with it? Is it worth the effort? What's your thoughts? Yeah, again, it's, uh, it's one of those things which was, well, I want to say fairly recent, it's probably almost a year ago now. Um, and, and I think that they, they kind of tried to jump on the bandwagon with like Snapchat and, and Facebook and Instagram, uh, but it's just not the platform for it. It's, um, you know, we, we've played with it. We don't say don't use it, but we, we said, well, don't, don't replace your normal content with stories. But if you want to add a story once a week or something, then by all means do that. Mm -hmm. But we're not seeing, we're not seeing a big uptick in you know, the value of it. Uh, they have actually, interestingly enough, and this, this you know, goes against their other policies, uh, if you have um, at least uh, 5,000 connections uh, and you share stories, uh, they actually do allow you to put a link you know, off LinkedIn uh, into the, embedded into the story. Uh, and the only reason they do that is because the, the whole platform is just not getting you know, a, a lot of traction. So 
yeah, yeah. I'm a nay on on stories. As a, I don't see it as a long term part of your LinkedIn content strategy that's got value. Cool. Very good. Um, what was the? Uh, oh, this is a, a really interesting thought that I was just talking about because. Oh, well, you, I don't know about you, but I'm on Clubhouse a lot and I've just kind of started dabbling in green room. Now, I know that LinkedIn, there are rumors that they're going to be bringing out a audio platform. It's probably likely to happen. Um, what's your thoughts about that? How do you think that that is going to uh, change the way in which we use LinkedIn, number one? But number two, how do you think it's also going to be compared to places like Clubhouse, green room? And I think Facebook are bringing out a new one as well. And Twitter spaces, they're all coming out, all these audio platforms. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, um, uh, yes, I think Clubhouse really kind of kicked off the, uh, uh, the, the whole concept of it. Um, but you know, in all honesty, um, I don't, I'm not even on Clubhouse and I keep getting all these invites, not so much now, but when it was first coming out and, um, uh, I have a policy of you know, whenever the new shiny things come out, which they do to distract our attention, uh, is I go, okay, I'll, if it's if you're still there in 12 months, I'll have a look. <laughs> so, uh, so the reality is that uh, you know, look, it may it may get some traction, uh, it may not. There's quite every possibility that uh, LinkedIn will jump onto it too late, and uh, you know, it'll become like LinkedIn stories, um, who knows, but for now, um, yeah, I, I don't think it has, uh, you know, it doesn't have my attention yet, let's put it that way. Very good. I suppose it'd be interesting just to see what LinkedIn's version will be of audio platform, because I, you know, and, and, and I think that, well, because I have a contact in Google, they were like, yeah, they're now going to roll out very in the next week or so. They're actually indexing a lot more audio based format content um, and indexing it and then relating that back to your own personal brand, which is really interesting, actually, because, I mean, we do this show at least twice a week. So that's kind of cool. Good for me. But it's not about me. It's not the Adam show, right? I just want to, you know. anyway. So, so um, are there any other sort of features that you got, you want to share in terms of uh, uh, LinkedIn as well, that, that you think is worth leveraging at all? I think uh, the one, the, 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 the one that's the game changer the most right now, provided that, you know, you kind of grasp this concept of, of, you know, using LinkedIn to create thought leader type content, not sales pitch type content mm -hmm. is creator mode. It's, it's pretty new. Um, it, uh, you know, you will get uh, a lot more visibility onto that content. It gives you the opportunity to, to, to basically like uh, put in five topics. You don't have to put in five, you, you're up to five. Up to five, yeah. um, that, but as long as your content stays in that lane so that it's always talking around those, those topics, um, then uh, creator mode will definitely get you a lot of traction uh, more than anything I've seen you know, on my profile, which was already pretty active, uh, you know, over double in the amount of search appearances that I'm showing up in because I'm very you know, specific around those topics. And so LinkedIn now knows what it is that I talk about. And they, they know what people search for. And when people search for it, they go, oh, yeah, we'll show them, we'll show them his, his content. So uh, it also gives you the opportunity to do a 30-second 
uh, intro about yourself. Uh, it's, it's hard limited. It's 31 seconds. That thing won't load. So you've got to be under 30 seconds. Uh, but if you go on, um, you know, if you look at anyone's profile and you see this little snippet of video that happens, that means they've got creator mode active. And just, if you just click on that uh, image, you'll, you'll see, you'll, you'll see the magic happen, but uh, mm. uh, everybody's got access to it who has creator mode. Everyone will get access to creator mode if they haven't got it yet. Uh, and yeah, honestly, like the 80, 20 rule, just, just get really good at uh, the, the concept of what, you know, what makes creator mode tick and you'll, uh, you'll get good results. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, as we're coming towards the end of our show, whatever it is, is that well, I'd love to know what you're working on right now. And maybe if there's anything that our listeners can, uh, can do for you or whatever it is, because I mean, you've gr- get, shared some great gold nuggets and some great um, drop bombs and whatever it is. Um, any thoughts there? It's um, we, as you alluded to earlier, we run a uh, an update because LinkedIn changes so quickly. Every ten weeks, we run a webinar. It's one of the most highly attended events, LinkedIn events in the world. And uh, jump on, uh, just go on my profile, LinkedIn profile. You can see information about that. Or uh, I'd love to uh, share with your audience a, a copy of uh, my latest best-selling book, Influencer. So I'll share the link with you, and you can you can share that with everyone and. With yours and my compliments, they can download that and uh, give them a bit of insights into how to do their content well. Cool. Appreciate that. Well, listen, guys, what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll put Adam's links in the link below so you can go down to his profile and uh, just click on that. And uh, like I said, the, the masterclass is definitely worth um, linking onto. I think it's, it's normally generally for about an hour, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, one hour. Yep. Yeah, so it's for an hour. And uh, you can go check him out, connect with him on his social media links and you can do so. Um, Adam, just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time, buddy. My pleasure. And uh, it was a uh, wonderful bit of time we spent together once again. Absolutely. Listen, guys, hope you've enjoyed today's show. Um, if you have enjoyed today's show and, you've, and you should have a, a notebook like I did and create a, do me a favor, right? Don't be one of those entrepreneurs and business owners that have taken loads of notes and taken your notebook and put it, placed it upon the shelf for it to gather dust. Do me a favor and actually implement some of the things that we're actually teaching you in this show. Because for me, what's important is making sure that you've got accountability, number one, but number two, you take action because without it, it just, you're never going to move forwards. So listen, enough from me. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll see you back in again, the next Game Changers experience. Take care. See you soon. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.